right. Hi, everyone. I'm Louis Biontalillo, and welcome to yet another Feliciano Now. Today, I'm, I'll be speaking with Dr. Jack Samuels, who is a full professor in the Department of Hospitality and Tourism here at the Feliciano School of Business. Thank you so much for being here with me today. It's my pleasure, and uh, I hope we can enlighten some people and make them happier in these times of COVID. <laughs> yeah, let's make, I like making people happy. Let's do that yes. right now. Yes. So today we'll be talking about the impact that COVID has had um, on the tourism industry in whole. So ready to get started? I am ready. I'm ready. Uh, I probably, uh, you know, should make this one opening comment before you ask any questions, all right, because it's, it's a good one. All right. So, you know, I was actually on the Arthur Fromer travel show uh, several weeks ago, which is a radio program that they do every Saturday. And I had to call in because, you know, everybody's a little blue about travel and so on and so forth. So there actually was a study done in 2010 about when are people the happiest when they're going to go on a vacation. And it turns out, guess what? Want to guess? Right, right before the vacation. That is correct. See, we didn't have to do the study. <laughs> I always say research is usually done to prove to others what we already know is true. That's my fav famous research adage. So yes, they found out that people are happiest when they're planning vacations. So this is why I've planned probably 50 vacations this year that have been canceled, <laughs> mostly canceled, but not all. We, we squeezed in a few. Uh, All right. Well, then let's make people happy and get them ready to plan those vacations. There we go. So first question to you is, how has COVID overall impacted the holiday travel season um, in the following industries with airlines, hotels, resorts, and of course, cruise ships as well? Yeah, well, the cruise industry is completely shot for the holidays, except in Europe. And most of those cruises in Europe, you can't go on because you have to be a national of the country. You know, for example, Costa Cruise Lines is running uh, cruises out of Italy. They only go to Italy, you know, and you have to be an Italian citizen to go on. So cruising is pretty much kaput because all the cruise lines decided to not rush into it. Um, Hotels, of course, you know, we have hotels, resorts. It is, it is possible to go to some places like Mexico uh, has had resorts open. I think some of the uh, tropical islands. And of course, you can always say I'm going to Disney World. <laughs> but the pro and look who's, look who's here with me today. Uh, another, another oh, uh, hello. Mickey, Mickey Steer. Industry, I hope, because that, that's a, a possibility. But, uh, you know, the problem with going to Florida is when you come back from there, you have to quarantine for 14 days. So, you know, you're going to have a sort of a vacation <laughs> while well, you'll be working at home, I guess, you know, so that maybe it's not that hard to do the self quarantine when you come home. Uh, I had to do it when we came off the last cruise my cruise class in March, we were the last cruise and every onshore guy was crying. It was, oh, it was terrible. I had to cheer them up. I said, I said it's going to end sometime. <laughs> Won't be forever. Uh, so what haven't we covered? Airlines. Uh, yeah, they're running 
they're starting to see a dip already because, you know, all these new problems are cropping up everywhere. And that's a problem. I will tell you this about the airline industry. They did a study, very scientific one, where they put uh, sensors on the planes, collectors and everything. And uh, they found basically you had close to a one in a million chance of getting COVID on an airplane, which is pretty amazing. Now that's, that's good news. All, because of all the HEPA filters and, uh, you know, that a lot of the airlines are not packing the planes. And of course, they're being very strict with the mask and so on and so forth. So plane travel is possible. The question is, is where are you going on the plane? I mean, we were supposed to go on a cruise out of San Diego, Chile, uh, between the COVID outbreak there. And also they have uh, security problems there. They've had, you know, people pilfering and stuff because they're desperate and, you know, so on and so forth. So, um, you know, depends where you're going to go uh, for plane travel. What haven't we covered? Uh, we did cruises. We did That's hotels. it. That's yeah, good. hotels. Hotels are generally very welcoming. We can talk a little bit more about those. Yeah. So you mentioned in there, and this is a follow-up question. You mentioned the 14-day the quarantine if you were going coming back from Florida. Do you believe that with all of the governors changing their minds about which states are on that quarantine list and which states aren't, and that's constantly changing. Do you think that's discouraging people from going on these vacations? Yeah, well, you know, I think that's part of the unfortunate politicization of the whole, you know, mess that we're, we're going through. I mean, look, everybody has their opinion about this. Uh, you know, I de dealt with, uh, paranoid people on several committees, you know, the schools just closed down in New York because basically because of the teachers union, the Catholic schools and the private schools are still staying open. Uh, but mayor made an agreement with the teachers union. If it got up to 0.3, I'm sure everybody's heard about this in the news. So uh, yeah, it's, you know, it's a problem. Now, of course, some, uh, Governors like, uh, what's her name, Christy Nome, I think, is the governor of South Dakota. I hope I got her name right. Uh, she is, uh, you know, one of these governors that says, damn the torpedoes, we're never closing. And she's been running, in my opinion, fantastic tourism ads on, on TV, uh, you know, inviting people to come. She says things like, when you feel you're ready, come to South Dakota, you know. And uh, they have, uh, you know, she's emphasizing the outdoor aspects, uh, which, you know, may be something else we want to talk about. Outdoor recreation has been pretty big during these COVID times. So that's why maybe we want to talk about skiing. Yeah, for sure. Uh, we'll, we'll get to that in a little bit. So Surely. with all of that keeping in mind, we know that these industries are suffering right now. Uh, nobody expected this, obviously. Um, so nobody was planning for, for this. What are the revenue predictions for these industries? Well, we know already, you know, the cruise, the cruise lines, I, I mean, I have a little feel for each industry what's happened because full disclosure, I did buy stock in almost every company just to show my support, not all of them, but I have, I have a few in each industry. So theme parks, 
I have a little bit of an inside track. Well, we know that Disney just reported earnings that weren't that bad, all right? But that is largely been because they are a diverse media company and they have the Disney Plus. And I think that's where, you know, what anything that's online has seen a surge. We all know that. When the vaccines came out the past couple of weeks, uh, all of the online things like Netflix, you know, they all took a dip in the stock price. So um, theme park companies, I know uh, SeaWorld Parks has suffered a lot, but their stock has come back a lot. Uh, Six Flags has come back quite a lot also. I mean, the, the prognosis for these theme park companies, even during the summer, a lot of them opened up. Some states, they wouldn't allow it. I actually wrote about an idea in a trade magazine in June and uh, Bush Gardens actually, I don't know whether they 100% got it from me, but some people think they did get it out of that article because it was a little too coincidental. They did almost exactly what I wrote. All right, let's put it that way. Uh, it seems that the regional theme park companies are doing better than the the, the world class Universal Studios, the Disney Worlds. Um, well, yeah, that's because those places rely more on travel, right? You know, to to get you know to get to them to keep their audience up. I mean, and you know, I've always said if Disney and the whole Orlando area hadn't cultivated the international market over the years that they would not be in very good shape because you know if you go to disney world there are certain times of the year where sometimes it's hard to find somebody that speaks english in the tourist group i mean the theme the uh, cast members always speak english of course and there are many of them are multilingual because of that but uh yeah that the, the destination ones, you're right, are, are, you know, they've lost more. And then, of course, California, Governor Newsom hasn't allowed them to open at all. And, you know, this is a big point of contention in California. And we have seen the, the not the owners, but the, the people that run Disneyland Park and Universal Studios Hollywood uh, come after uh, Governor Newsom as well. Oh, yes. Yeah. Well, rightfully so, because they see what's happened in Florida, right? I mean, it's a much, much bigger operation with a lot. You know, one, one thing I, I have to give credit to everyone in the industry, uh, there has been amazing amounts of uh, committees to, you know, operate under COVID. Uh, the, here, right here in New Jersey, just a local example, the New Jersey Amusement Association, uh, headed by uh, Kim Samarelli, who was a professor for us for an entire year last year, was a replacement professor. Uh, they uh, basically spearheaded, uh, you know, things to do with COVID that were copied by a lot of other jurisdictions and states. So they were they were really pioneers in it. And then, of course, we had uh, NCL and uh, Royal Caribbean uh, joined hands in a partnership, which I always like to see for things like this, because, you know, I feel there are certain things in business where you're not really competing, right? Right. You know, if everybody manages to do well with uh, controlling COVID, it's good for the whole industry. 
you know? So I think this is, you know, meritorious that they partnered up together and, and did, uh, you know, did an extraordinary job. And they're, they're just, they, they need to roll it out slowly. So that's why they canceled the cruises. I think they've canceled all of them uh, in January, except I think they're starting with some in Florida in January. So moving the conversation to hotels, um, I, for one, have not been to a hotel since the pandemic has started uh, because I haven't been traveling. And I, I'm, I'm willing to bet that many of our viewers also have not been to a hotel since the pandemic started. What has, has that industry specifically done uh, to make travelers feel safe? What precautions are they taking? Well, you know, they're, they're all, everything in the industry is sanitizing crazy, right? You know, you know uh, it, it makes me uh, think about if you've ever been on a cruise, uh, well, NCL especially, uh, they have uh, what they call the, the washy washy people. I know the washy. Yeah. I, I love their songs. Right, and and they they become celebrities on every on every cruise. These people when they when they have the closing uh, ceremony in the showroom, that they march them in last, and people just go crazy. You know, <laughs> everybody on the ship knows them, uh, and you know, I mean, sometimes you think it's a little bit too much, but. Now, you know, you're, you're going to go on a cruise and you're going to say, spray my entire body, please. They, they were ahead of their <laughs> game. Let me have it. So, uh, they were ahead of the game for sure. Right. So the, the hotels have uh, pretty much, you know, uh, gone very intensified. They, they make you wear mask in any common area. Um, I experienced them uh, signing me in and out when I went to the exercise room or the pool. Some of them, the pools are not open, but I think a lot of them have the pool open, but they're, you know, making you sign in or they're telling you you must socially distance in the pool so you're not close together. But they're limiting numbers in, in those areas because, you know, it's, people are sweating or in the right. pool and there's a lot we've of seen limiting numbers across all industries pretty right. much but especially and the ho hotels are, are are not uh they're not most of them are not cleaning rooms every day also that's a pretty common thing so you can go down to front desk get all the towels you want you know or ask for any amenities but they're not cleaning rooms on a daily basis for the most part so and, and the food in a hotel where uh, they give you free food in the morning for breakfast, uh, they're, they're doing different things. Uh, some of them are providing bags of food that you just pick up. Some of them are putting some food out, you know, and then they tell you you can't sit and eat in the eating area, although now, well, they had made that a little more lax you know with the new surge who knows maybe they're going to get a little more strict again so everything is fluid here you know we don't know from day to day obviously from a consumer standpoint uh if i'm going on a vacation using any of these these uh i'm using resorts cruise ships airlines it's not the same um and it, it's for some of us it decreases its value 
Um, so what are these industries doing to promote themselves? What promotions are they use, are they making? Well, NCL, I just saw the ad this morning, actually, for the first time. They are running a very good ad uh, telling people that, you know, we're doing everything to make it safe. We want you back. And uh, I guess they started running those ads because they know they're going to start. The bookings, I have to tell you, on cruise ships are doing very well for the upcoming year. I mean, my personal opinion is, is people are going to want to travel like freaking banshees <laughs> when, when this ends. The industry is just going to explode uh, when, it, when it ends. So uh, they are, you know, they're, they're doing everything they can uh, to, uh, you know, make things, make, make people feel safe. Now, what beyond that, uh, the positives of it is, is you're going to go on a cruise and it's only going to have 50% capacity. So, you know, I mean, I think that's pretty neat, right? Because the number of staff people are going to be the same. They're right. not cutting the staff 50% for sure. You can't operate a ship. And, you know, you can't really operate anything, a hotel or anything. And amusement park. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, what they did at Bush Gardens, I, I can tell you the idea they used. Their governor, Ralph Norton, another one that's, Kind of interesting. Uh, he, uh, he. I try not to get into the politics, but you know, everybody knows these Democratic governors. They seem to have distinguished traits, uh, one way or the other. They've definitely so, been more strict with this. Virus. Yeah. So he he's been uh, very strict, and he was limiting attendance in any place to a thousand people. So what they ended up doing was. They, they broke the day into several segments. And uh, just to give you an example of one, this is one of the ones I had suggested in the article. In the evening, they were running what they called, and I give them credit for the name, but the idea was to pair just roller coasters with beer, all right? And they called it crafts and coasters. So they yes. had craft beer, and coasters and they're they've always been big on beer because remember bush gardens was originally built by Anheuser bush of course uh, it's not owned by them anymore they spun it off and it's a separate corporation now uh so they opened uh you know for four or five hours only roller coasters only beer the tickets for like a whole you know so many uh, five six sessions they sold out in like a half a day because uh, wow. you know people were dying to and you know it, it's a good it's a good opportunity right you're only going to have a thousand people in a park uh and you know you probably won't have to wait online at all to get on all these roller coasters whereas normally sometimes for a roller coaster unless you have a fast pass you wait half an hour an hour you know it's crazy amounts of time so I actually think that may be one of the lasting impacts of COVID. I think some places are going to do marketing things like that because let's say Bush Gardens normally would close at nine or 10 o'clock at night on a summer day. Now they could reopen from 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. and just do this crafts and coasters thing and throw a DJ in there. So you right, have a right. whole, well, new, we've seen, whole new source of revenue. 
We've seen you know? Disney and Universal do those types of events before COVID. We we saw like the Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party. Correct. Uh, that that was uh, that was a uh, a spark for me to think of this kind of idea. Uh, you know, it, it, except those things have been very traditional and they've been around for years. Uh, I think there's a lot of room for creativity. My other, my other suggestion was uh, 10 to two or nine to two in the morning, you, you do just family, a family session and you maybe throw in a free breakfast. I mean, there's right. all kinds of marketing implications. There, there's some things they did that I thought were good, but there were some pricing things and things that I think they could have done a little differently, so. Well, regardless, that's getting more into the business of it, which probably most people aren't interested in here. So without getting political, um, it is a political question, Harris, <laughs> so we have to talk about it a little bit. But should um, I hide? Should I hide behind my light up mask? And I, I think you might have to. <laughs> so right now, as they are suffering, what can the U.S. government do to help these industries? Well, there's really only one thing is money. <laughs> you know, that, I mean, the cruise industry really has gotten nothing. Uh, there was a whole big to do over it. I think I responded to a blog on that actually. And, you know, uh, they, they were saying, oh, we shouldn't help the cruise industry because, you know, it's, it's all foreigners working on the ships and, so on and so forth, you know, that kind of thing. And the companies are, the ships are registered, for, but you know, the US headquarters, they're all in the US for, I mean, they, the corporate headquarters are in the US for- Right, even though the ships might be registered. Even though the ships, you know, and there's a whole tax and, you of know, diff and different reasons, which we're not gonna go into here. That's, that's a topic for another day. Right, it's a topic for another day, but, but you know what they what people don't realize is is those cruise lines employ so many people. There's all these mothers uh, and dads and retirees that are working out of their house all the time. Even I mean now, of course, they're still taking bookings that way because of this COVID thing. But they they always work that way, and and you know their their business was cut. Drastically, the onshore workers that I encountered when I came off the cruise who were crying because right at the height of their season, no cruises. I mean, you know, it's pretty, this is pretty emotional for these people. And not to mention all the airfares and the pre-stays, you know, when people go on a cruise out of Florida, you usually do a couple days in Miami or Disney World or I mean, it just goes on and on. So the impact of that that industry is huge, and you know, I, I mean, this this COVID thing is nobody's fault, you know. So if the government's going to help, they they need, you know, they need to help everyone. And I mean, the worst of it is the restaurant people, and I, I don't want to get into the whole bailout thing because some of it wasn't really well structured. I mean, particularly the one you know, where they gave everybody, what was it, $600 a week bonus, right. which was a disincentive, uh, on all honesty, for a lot of people to go to work. Some people, I, I know people that 
said, why should I work? I'm making more money on unemployment than I would make if I was doing my regular job. So Sure, we, we definitely heard some of those examples. And my last question going along with the, the government here, um, obviously with, with former Vice President Joe Biden becoming President-elect Joe Biden, uh, do you think there will be any differences with the way the U.S. government handles this industry? Yeah, well, you know, I, I think a lot of things about Bidenomics and Biden's policies are, uh, you know, TBA. We, we, haven't, we haven't heard him say anything. You know, his, his big thing, I mean, that, that was, would have been something that I would have liked him to address more. You know, how he was going to treat industry uh, would, have, would have probably been more and, and more specifics about what you're going to do for the economy. Uh, you know, I mean, his whole thing was, you know, criticizing Donald Trump for not wearing a mask. And, you know, I'm going to wear a mask and it's patriotic. And, and now he, he has said he's not shutting anything down. But, you know, I don't think he can stop people from shutting down because these governors are still shutting things down. And, and I, I think it would probably, my best understanding is, is that, you know, even a mask mandate is, it, it's not really enforceable. You know, it's going to, it's going to say to the governors, I'd like you to do this, but, you know, whether they're actually going to do it is something again. So, you know, I, I, my only hope is less politiz politicization for Joe Biden, if he's listening, <laughs> less politicization uh, over this and more help. You know, let's let's see some more help for these industries that were really, really hurt. And, you know, 50 percent of the unemployment was in hospitality and tourism. So, you know, it, it, it was by far and away the most hurt, hurt industry. And, and of course, the, the worst of all of it is the restaurants. Right. The restaurants really took it on the head. Well, we're all trying to get through this pandemic, not only being healthy, but also being happy as well. Uh, so we are running out of time, but I want to thank you so much for being here with us today. My pleasure. Uh, and again, it was a really great interview. And I always enjoy doing these. <laughs> yeah, definitely a lot of fun. And, and we, we got to speak about uh, hospitality, tourism, and the effects that COVID will have on it. So thank you. And I, and I hope everybody plans a, plans a trip, plans a vacation. Think about outdoor things. Skiing is good. You know, hiking, uh, those things are, are pretty good. And uh, just be careful, and you should be okay, hopefully. Have well, a happy holiday, Stoll. <laughs> Thank you very much, everybody, for watching. Uh, this has been another Feliciano Now. I'm Luis Biontalillo, and we will see you again real soon for more Feliciano videos. Thanks so much.